don't like something, most of the time it's because you don't understand it. So if you force yourself to understand it and learn about it, then you're actually going to enjoy it. And once you enjoy it, again, same print, uh, concept here. You start yep. doing it a lot. And once you do it a lot, you go become successful. My name's Rudy Moore, host of Living the Red Life podcast, and I'm here to change the way you see your life in your earpiece every single week. If you're ready to start living the red life, ditch the blue pill, take the red pill, join me in Wonderland and change your life. Hey guys, welcome, welcome back. Super excited for this episode. Uh, we have someone very, very well known that's achieved a lot in their lifetime and not only in sport, but also in business and his career. So Bass, welcome, excited to have you on the show. Uh, Thank so, you so much. Yeah, this is gonna be great. So uh, I think just to kick off, obviously a lot of people know who you are, an amazing reputation uh, and very well known around the world. But if they don't, I would love to hear the story for a few minutes and how uh, you've achieved everything you've achieved. All right. Well, um, I'm, I'm going to do it in a nutshell yep. because it's a lot. Uh, so I'm going to not go into details. Sure. Uh, I was born with a horrible skin disease, also uh, severe asthma. Uh, I had to wear gloves in school. It looked very horrible. I was the leper. That's what they huh. called me in school. Needless to say, I was bullied on a daily basis. Yep. Then in, uh, when I was 12 years old, I saw a Bruce Lee movie and I realized, wait a minute, if I become like Bruce Lee, then I can handle the bullies. So it took me two years to convince my parents. They finally allowed me, and by the being by the boom, I started trading. And uh, within months, I realized I was actually doing pretty good. <laughs> um, and then I got into a fight with the biggest bully in my school. Shucky was his name. And I realized, wait a minute, one punch, that was it. One punch, he went down. Problem wow. was, he broke his nose in the process. <laughs> so uh, the police showed up at my mom and dad's doorstep, so they took me off. And then I had to wait till I moved out of the house, which was around 2021. 20, yep. When I was that age, I started right away doing karate, taekwondo, and, and competing in Thai boxing. I always wanted okay. to compete full contact. Started beating a lot of people, and then slowly but surely in 1992, uh, free fighting came along. And it was free fighting. I said, well, I get to pretty much anything. You can choke people, leg lock, you can hit them, you can knee them, whatever you want to do. I go, okay, so does it pay? And they say, yes, it pays. They go, yes, I'm you, but I would love to do that. Now, there was a new organization coming called Pancras in Japan, and they were looking for new fighters. So they had two scouts coming to Holland to the gym from Chris Bolbum, the gym that a guy that I knew, and he told me to come over and to do the tryout. Now I got to do a brawl with one of his students, but I knocked him out with a high kick. So it looked really nice. <laughs> he needed a big, uh, he needed a bunch of stitches though in his head because his eyebrow was open. Yeah. But that was it. I had my job. And uh, six weeks, two months later, I started fighting. In Japan, as a kid from Holland who wow. never been in a plane, yeah, was quite of an, uh, a spectacle. Um, that started going faster, better, and better. Uh, in the beginning, I was a punisher and kicker, like a Thai boxer. Mm -hmm. Um, and they I lost one time by submission, which is for the people at home, like judo, jujitsu, like arm bars, leg locks, chokes, stuff like that. Then I won a few more fights by knockout, lost again by submission, won a few by knockout, then lost my last time by submission. Now I got very angry with myself. I realized, wait, in order to become a champion here, I need to know this game. Yeah. I need to know the strike, the, the, the ground game, as they call it. Yeah. And I found one training partner who was willing to train with me. Leon was his name, very strong kid, 19 years old at the time. And we just started training and then I fell in love with it. And that's when she started falling in love with it. You do it a lot. And yep. once you do it a lot, guess what? Yeah. You got to be good at it. So when I lost my last fight by way of submission, I won my next eight fights by way of submission. <laughs> so now the whole world was like, what's going on? I actually never lost a fight anymore. That was my last loss. Wow. I went out on a 22 fight uh, career win. Crazy. 
crazy. Um, anyway, I started beating uh, UFC champions over in Japan. So then the matchmaker from the UFC came over to Japan and he asked me, hey, boss, we're interested in you for the UFC. I said, let me fight these three fights that I have on the contract. And once that's done, I'll, I'll come to the UFC, which yeah. I did in 1998. That's a long time ago. In 1998, I fought my very first fight in the UFC. I was right away thrown in, a, in the tournament since I was already multiple ch world champion in Japan. Yeah. So I could right away go for the title. And that's what I got in 1999. I won the UFC heavyweight title, had to retire due to injuries. And then I started doing movies, TV yeah. shows. I had a show on TV about mixed martial arts. We were a new show for nine years. I did a whole bunch of movies and video games. Hmm. In 2007, I decided to come back, or 2006, after seven years of not competing, because my injuries were gone. That's yeah. what I thought. Uh, started training, everything went really well, but then the injuries started coming back. Yeah. Now, happy uh, I was because I, I, I won the fight. I stopped him in the first round. By way of lag kicks, there's a kicks to the thigh. Okay. But that was really the end of my career. That's when I really started focusing on other things. And now I'm the proud inventor also of a long training device, something that I had really bad as a kid because, like I said, yep. I had severe asthma. Mm -hmm. I was also a track and field guy. And uh, that gave me an idea to do something, to make something. And once I started training with that device within three weeks, I didn't need an inhaler anymore. Mm -hmm. I go, okay, Crazy. we're up to something. And that started. Getting yep. bigger and bigger as well. And bada big, bada boo. Here, Here I am Good. with you talking. Yeah, I love <laughs> That's it. That's in a nutshell because That's I can it. make this 45 minutes <laughs> longer if you want. Yeah, yeah. No, awesome. And I mean, there's a lot of stuff I want to pull out of there. You know, the business side, the ability to utilize what you had built in one industry and then leveraging that to create a global brand as well, right? So, and then yep. there's a lot around the mindset, you know. Uh, one thing that I already highlighted that I teach a lot is you you turned a weakness into a strength, right? And then you turn, you know, you learn, you kind of got hit the hard way. So I, I say the same in business. Sometimes you get in trouble for something or you, you sit next to a, someone that's making millions of dollars from email and you're like, I'm not even sending emails right now. And then a year later, if you're good as an entrepreneur, you're now making millions of dollars through email marketing as well, right? And it's yep. very similar in sport as you shared. So one, one thing I would love to touch on is how I, I speak about this a lot. I mentioned to you before we started, you know, I'm from a, a sport background too. My mom was a, a gold medalist and a, a world champion. And my dad was a team manager at many Olympic games. So I was very fortunate to grow up with Olympic athletes, the best in the world. And I think that's why I have the mindset that anything's possible, right? And I want to be a billionaire and I set big goals because I saw as long as you work hard, you can achieve anything right? And I would love to hear from you the correlation between that sport and that mindset of winning championships and then how that transitions into like the business side and the career side. Well, you know, it's, yeah, it's like you said already, it's all, it's all the same, you yeah. know, it's just you, you focus on a different aspect, uh, which is in business. Listen, if you want to become a world champion, well, you're going to have to work and you're yeah. going to have to work hard. And I'm a guy of, you know, I, I'm creating really good habits and I stick to these habits. Yeah. Yep. You know, so it's working out. If I say I'm going to be there at seven o'clock, I'll be there 10 minutes before seven. You know, I yep. always on, I'm on time and I always maximize whatever I do. You know, I want to be perfect in everything I do, which is very hard to see. And well, well, you have to actually never become perfect, sure. but, you know, striving for it, yeah. striving yeah, for yeah, magnanimity, yeah. right? Excellence. Yep. It's a really great thing to do. So I just applied once I got out of fighting i applied all that stuff that i did in it in, in makes martial arts i applied it to my business just yep. work hard like you said it's yep. everything it's not a secret bullet a secret yeah. pill it's not that 
yeah. is just really doing it. And, and, and talking about things that people don't get, like for instance, I didn't understand the ground game. Okay. Uh, but because I didn't understand it, I didn't like it. And yes, this is an edgy yes, job as well. Yeah. Whatever is part of your job and you don't like, yeah. you probably suck at it. Yeah, exactly. So now you're going to have to convince yourself, you have to brainwash yourself yeah. in liking that. Because yeah. I didn't like to do the groundwork, but once I dove into it and I started realizing the combinations and the things that you could do with it, I was like, whoa, this is way more powerful than punching and kicking. And that's the same in business. If you yeah. don't like something, most of the time it's because you don't understand it. So if you force yourself to understand it, and learn about it, then you're actually going to enjoy it. And once you enjoy it, again, same print, uh, concept here. You start yep. doing it a lot. And once you do it a lot, you go become successful. Yeah, and I, and I teach you know a couple of things around that. First thing I say is, hey, if you don't like it, like you said, uh, but you know you need it, you've just got to be consistent, show up every day, and push through it. And then like like anything, like training a muscle in the gym, eventually you'll get really good at it, right? And it won't be as uncomfortable. But if you keep resetting the boundaries and the goals, there's always going to be some level of uncomfort. If that level stops, it means you've stopped growing, right? And then, you know, you probably saw that every day of your career in sport, right? In athletic, you know, in athletics, it's the same for every athlete. It is, you know, and, and you know, things are too easy for us right, right, right now. You see in sport, people are declining. I hear mm -hmm. in the sports with children, it's declining because everything becomes too easy. We're yes. so dependable on these phones mm -hmm. and, and they do everything for us and we don't want to work out anymore. We'd yep. rather grab a pill yep. to, to lose weight. I yep. mean, don't even work out anymore. I don't have the time. That's a yep. stupid excuse. Go on your phone and see how many hours you, a day <laughs> you scare. You're on your screen. And you're going to be in shock. It's like five, six hours yep. minimum. Now, take 30 minutes from that and simply do it. You know, things like, for instance, now I'm training because I had a, a lot of neck injuries, four neck injuries. So I atrophied this whole arm. So I have wow. to work it out. Listen, I hate it. But you don't have to like everything. Sure. Every morning, sure. I'm at the gym here in my building. Every single morning, every single morning, I'm training my breathing muscles. It's just a habit. I wish you create a habit, a good habit. That yep. is, don't do a bad habit. Then it's easy to stay on that habit. If you lose one time, just pull back. But don't. It's easy to uh, acquire a habit, but it's also very easy to lose that yep. habit again. So once you have a good habit, just keep doing it. And not everything needs to be fun. Like I'm eating. Look, I'm, I'm standing here. Sweet potatoes. <laughs> I eat like yeah. uh, a kilo of sweet potatoes in the morning. Do I like it? No, I don't like it at all. You know, because it's boring and I've been doing this for years. Yeah. But guess what? It makes me feel really good. I never have a problem. I can train really hard on it. I mean, so why wouldn't I do it? Now in the evening, of course, then when I really want to eat something nice, I eat something nice. But most of the time during the day, yeah. I just eat what is healthy for me. It doesn't necessarily need to be nice. Yeah, and that's that's the winner's mindset, right? Billionaires are very disciplined. Olympic athletes and world champions are very disciplined discipline people that build massive businesses or impact the world they're very disciplined and i always say to people and, and you touched on it too you have to do the boring stuff the most successful people in the world do a lot of boring stuff and like you said the sad part of the generations today and most of the population is they want to do the fun sexy stuff and they want to figure out what it, what's the magic pill right i came from weight yep. loss everyone wanted the magic pill now i'm in business the question i get every day because i you know i've i've consulted and i have tens of thousands of students learning business from me is Rudy, what's the one way? How do you become a millionaire? What's the one way to grow your business quickly? It's like, just like you, sadly, there isn't one way, right? It's like, you just got to show up every day. You got to do the work. Yeah.
Yeah, but what they do is they look at these people who by accident like make Twitter and they go, oh, I want to, sure. I want to create an ad that makes billions of dollars. Yeah. yeah, but how many people are we talking yes. about? Yeah. Like less than world champions. Yeah, for sure. I mean, let's say a hundred. Yeah. That's a hundred and seven billion. So yeah. that's not going to work. Have a backup plan. Like when I was also when I was competing when I came to America, I still was fighting, but yeah. I was already taking acting classes because I knew eventually when I stopped fighting. I would like to take acting class. Uh, nice. I would try yeah. to do something in acting. Yeah. So why not be prepared? Why not sure. do it both at the same time? Of course, you can't take on jobs because you have a fighting job. That's a problem you see with a lot of guys now. They become a great fighter and then they start doing TV shows on the side. That's not a, that's a no-no because as soon as you start losing, then all the interest for being an actor is going to go away as well. Yes, Wrap course. it up, push your career first. And then you want to step up to the next project. Yeah, I love that. And it's same in business, right? A lot of people, they get a bit of success and then they start to try and do everything and they lose what originally gave them that success. And I think you're saying a very similar yep. thing here, right? So so talking about business, right, and that progression and that career, I think that's a great segue into, you know, one, one reason I wanted, I really wanted you to be on here is you've done an amazing job of taking a sports career and then making it something even bigger and continuing your legacy, right? And uh, thinking big, and then that's what this show's all about. Uh, so I would love for you to share your mindset behind that, what you're up to now, um, and your transition into that. Because let's face it, a lot of athletes, I know many from my my background and my childhood, a lot of them don't make any money now, right? And it's sad, but you've yep. done an amazing job of growing, continually growing worldwide. It's just knowing what you want to do. You know, it's just making sure that you're ready. And all that you have to say, don't throw your old shoes away before you have new one, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a very simple concept. Yeah. So just if you don't like a job that you're working for, whether it's the money or just the whole sphere, you just hate your job, start looking for another job. Don't quit the job. Yeah. Keep that money coming in. And once you find the job, make sure you can do it. And then once everything is safe, and especially if you have a family, that's when you want to make the transition. And it's simple again. You know, you need to do things that other people don't want to do. Like yeah. for me with, me with memorizing, with, uh, with, with movies, I don't have like Mauro Ronello, a commentating partner, or Holt McGellan, he's a really great actor, a friend of mine. I mean, they read something twice, they got it. Yeah. They have almost photographic memories. Yeah. I don't have that. I'm going to have to work at it. The good thing about that is once it's in there, it's not going to go out that well. But, you know, if I start, oh, when is it next week? Oh, I'm going to start preparing already right away. If I have a show coming up for which I do uh, be a commentator, yep. you know, if the show is in three weeks, after three weeks, they already send me the cards. I immediately, everything that you can do now, I always tell people, do it now because you never know what's going to happen. Maybe you got, uh, something is going to happen in the family. Somebody gets sick. Well, whatever it is, can distract you from it. But if you already are prepared, so if I get the, the card coming in three weeks out, I'm already the next day, everything is prepared. And then I can start working on a little bit of details. you know. But then if, God forbid, something bad happens, at least I have all the preparation and I'm ready for that show. So yep. that's a big thing with me as well. And saying yes is yes, saying no is no. There is no maybes with me. Everything okay. is black and white. There's no gray areas. If I commit, commit. Yep. And commit means you want to go 100%. Why would you do something no. half? Mm -hmm. It makes no sense to me. It's like being a, a fighter and coming with half yeah. the stamina. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. It's like being a painter coming with yeah. half a can yeah. of paint. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's, oh, I run out of paint. It's your yeah. job, dude. Make yeah. sure that you yeah. got a full paint, can of paint. So just be prepared. It's a very simple thing. And yes, that might take some aggravation sometimes, but guess what? 
you do it more and more often that aggravating stuff most of the time start turning into something sure. that you like and i already talked about that so yeah. that's the key to success i guess and I, then just be good to people i always believe sure. that everything comes around yeah. you know the universe how it works like for instance i used to be a fighter i had a special team around me that team stayed with me the whole time yeah because that made me big that's probably the key to success keep that formation and i see a lot of other guys who suddenly start cutting corners or oh, they don't want to pay him 10 percent a person that they've been training with for 12 years and now they certainly don't want to pay him 10 percent sure. because oh it's 10 percent or when you know and then you see the careers all yep. going downhill all of them i don't know one person who did that that had a great career yeah you see so i karma it's a big belief i believe in that you know you you deserve injustice you know yep. you deserve whatever you put out there and if you yep. put good out you deserve something good I love it. Yeah, I mean, a few things like I always tell people the reason I'm su successful today at a pretty young age is I I gave a lot of impact and helped a lot of people without asking anything in return, right? People way further ahead than me. I worked for months to add value into their companies, to help them, to show them what I could do. And that landed me to where I am today. So it opened a lot of doors. And I think everyone, you know, especially these days, you know, we, we get people apply to work with us and they want this insane salary. And I'm like, you don't have any experience. You have a degree. And I have a marketer that's worked with me for 15 years <laughs> that's done many million dollar campaigns that, that wants less than you. Right. So there's definitely that that sort of work ethic and that belief in how the universe works and gives back. And if you're a good person and you give first, it'll come back. I mean, it does get lost a lot these days. And I love that you share that that value. Yeah, yeah. it drives me insane that that, yeah. that entitlement, you yes. know, like I deserve yes. it. I deserve nothing. Yeah. Get bigger. All well, other actors make more money. Guess what? The other actors put more people in the seats. Yeah. That's how it works. It's the same in fighting. I was fighting in Japan. I had this guy also from Holland traveling with me. He was also competing. Yeah. He lost. He lost. And every time he was complaining that he didn't get enough money. And he was, <laughs> I want more money. I want more money. I go, dude, start winning. It's yeah. very simple. Yeah. Once you start winning, they will, fo yeah. you will force them to make yep. Uh, to give you more money because otherwise it won't work that whole thing from i des you don't deserve anything sure. everything you put out there you do that yourself that's yeah. what i believe in and i think it's very important for people to know yeah it's the same in business i mean we we got rid of a well a staff member left the other day because we brought someone in above her and she was like i could have got promoted i could have done that and i was like yeah but you're 10 minutes late every day like i'm not giving you a promotion if you can't even yeah. show up on time right and then another thing i love which i talk about all the time i get interviewed a lot because i'm very open that my goal is to be a billionaire like i had a very clear plan in my head by 25 a millionaire by 30 a 10 million dollar company and i've done both of those by uh, 40 a billionaire, right? And people say, really, why the billionaire? And one thing you said that I love, which I think we also share, is you said what I always say, well, why would I do this whole business thing if I wasn't trying to be the best, right? And to yeah. me, becoming a billionaire gives me so much impact. It's me being the best, it's me winning. And because of that sports background, I use the yep. analogy, I'm like, if you're an NBA basketball player, you don't go on the court and just go, oh, I'm going to be the worst basketball player. No, everyone that's successful, or most of them, they want to be the best NBA basketball player and they want to win the championships, right? Uh, and you yep. said that too and share that value and that's the winner's mindset, right? Look at uh, Kobe Bryant, yep. you know? I mean, again, I, I, I know Scott, Byron Scott, I know him as well. And these people are talking about it. And, and this, we were talking about him, how... His mindset, one one uh, guy on the same team 
He said, he's always there before me yep. in the moment trading. He said, so one time I went half an hour sooner. He was there. An hour, he was there. Two <laughs> yeah. hours before. Yeah. And one time he really wanted to disturb him. And he goes, I go three hours ahead. He was already there. <laughs> yep. And then I heard the story also that he missed a shot during a game. And after the fight, of after the fight, after the <laughs> yeah. match, yeah. he was standing there for hours. And the people were still, people in the audience, shooting that same shot over <laughs> and over again. That's what you need to be uh, doing when you want to become a guy like Kobe Bryant. Yeah, the winner's mindset. Love it. So I would love to, you know, to to kind of move now and, and wrap up the last part of this segment on the business side, right? Because one thing I love and I love to watch is you've took your learnings, your reputation, your experience, your, you know, everything you've achieved, and now you're focused on the business side too. So I know you mentioned the product to me and uh, my background is in exercise science. That's how I started. So something I know very well, but I would love to hear about that, how you built that, how you plan that and the business kind of model behind it and your goals with that side of, of your career. So what happened was I was a very severe asthma, I told you, yep. right? Every five weeks, I would be a week, eight days in bed, not able to eat even because I couldn't breathe. So very bad asthma, <laughs> pulling air in through a straw. Wow. And when I went to the doctor one time, because needless to say in track and field, I was going to beat the Gathlon, uh, a guy, 800 meters, 400 meters, and at a 5, 5K were going to be very hard for me because of my lungs. And then I realized that every time after an, an, an asthma attack, I will break my running times if I restart yep. my track and field. And it blew me away. And I found out what is it, the medication. I didn't know what it was until I went to the doctor. And I saw a, a drawing of a pair of lungs on the wall. Wow. And that's where I realized that the infection is not in your lungs. It's actually the airways that go to the lungs. Yep. And it showed an infected airway and it showed a healthy airway. Yep. And I go, that's it. Mm. I've been working out my, my lungs. That's what I thought at the time. That's how it worked. Uh, with resistance. So they became stronger and then once the uh, the the infection is gone it's open again now they're much stronger it's easier yep. for them to pull air in. so why don't i come up with something that uh, could control the air intake so yep. training your lungs that's what i thought at the time so many years later i started making it like about 12 years ago started training with the prototype and within three weeks i don't need didn't need my inhaler anymore now Crazy. understand this i brought an inhaler everywhere i went every fight before the dressing room i open it up Always one in my pocket because if I would sneeze violently, my lungs would close. A lot of asthma patients have the same, yeah. and you have to spray them open. And now suddenly it was gone. Sent it to a buddy of mine in Holland. He's actually selling right now eight days it took him to get rid of it. Now I have pulmonologist buying the product. You see, so it's just cool because it was something that was bothering me in my life yeah. when I grew up. But then later in life, I made it into a product yep. which actually works. And for the people at home, you go like, what is it? It's... Your lungs, I already touched a little bit on it, your lungs don't do anything by themselves, right? There's just two backs. There's not a muscle in the lung. The only way for your lungs to open is by chest expansion. Yep. Now, there's a vacuum between your body and your lungs, and if you expand your chest, that's how you open up your air. So this is the lie that I always use that freaks people out. So your chest doesn't expand because you put air in them. Your chest expands, and that's how you pull the air in. Now, that chest expansion is done by your diaphragm, which everybody yep. knows, and by your intercostals, your external, the outer intercostal muscles, which are the muscles in between your ribs. And the more you can expand, the better you can fill up your lungs, of course. Now, you have 11 pounds of those breathing muscles. And taking the fact that 90%, 95% of the people are breathing wrong. Listen, I always give these five facts, and, and that, that will set everything straight. So sure. nothing in your body that you have control over 
is more important than breathing. It's very simple. It's the number one priority in the body. Three, four minutes without, you're dead. Yeah. Now, I already explained, your lungs don't do anything by themselves. They need their breathing muscles to open up. Now, then think about metaborflex. People go, what is metaborflex? It's just a really nice word for gassing. You know what happens when you're gassing? Let's say you're running a hill and your legs are getting tired. Now your body starts regulating the blood flow. Yep. It takes it away actually from your legs because it's going to support the number one priority in the body, which are your breathing muscles. You know, And that's why suddenly you start gassing. Now, if you update those breathing muscles, and again, you have 11 pounds of those, well, you're going to do wonders with it. Whoa, 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 wait a second. Before we go into the rest of this episode, I'm gonna interrupt abruptly and just ask you one big favor. I hope you're getting a ton of value, a ton of knowledge. I hope you're getting some breakthroughs from myself and the guests, and I want one thing in return. What I would love is for you to subscribe and leave a review. The reviews and the subscription grows the podcast. It allows me to bring you even better guests. It allows me to invest even more time and money into this podcast to bring you the latest and greatest, the best entrepreneurs from around the world that are crushing life, crushing their business, and giving you all the tools, the mindset hacks, the knowledge, and the environment you need to be successful. So do me a favor, if you've got any amount of value from today's episode so far, or any previous episode, or any of the content I've done, it would mean the world to me if you hit a five-star review, give us your feedback on the show, the episodes, and subscribe and download. Plus, if you do that and send me a screenshot on Instagram at Rudy Moore Life, I will send you a bunch of my free training, marketing courses, sales courses worth $499. Yes, $500 worth of courses for a simple 30-second review. It would mean the world to me. Send me that screenshot. I would love for you to leave that review, and I would appreciate it very, very much so we can keep growing this show and make it awesome. So let's get back into the episode. I appreciate you guys, and let's dive back in. And then you would ask, why does stamina increase? Well, stamina increases because you're training really hard. Yes, of course, I understand that. What happens? Well, if you train a muscle over and over again, it becomes more efficient. And the word already says it. Efficient, so it uses less oxygen, and therefore your breathing muscles, your entire stamina increases. Yeah. So that's what I'm telling the people. Why are you not training your breathing muscles? Sure. The high-level Olympic coaches, I'll guarantee you, your yep. mother, the, the coach from her, the first thing that they pay yep. attention to. Yep. How do you breathe? Because when I tell you to breathe, they go, that's completely wrong. You can get up to five times more oxygen in by using your whole part of your lungs. Actually, the most rich, dense part, oxygen-rich part sure. of your lungs is at the bottom. But we all breathe like this. We all start doing that when we're about five and a half years of age. Mm -hmm. Because that's when we kids, you know, become self-conscious. We see other guys, we see superheroes, and we think, wait a minute, they have to keep breathing like I'm doing because they breathe perfect at the age of five and yeah. a half. Then they might think I'm fat. So they start breathing through their chest. And that together with a whole bunch of other stuff, like they're sitting down all day long. Oh. Now they have bells. They go to the doctor, put a stethoscope on, their, on the chest here. They say, take a deep breath. The kids go, oh, so this is where my lungs are. You see, so I don't understand people. Oh, I understand it because I always thought the same thing. Because if you tell a person, hey, you should breathe correct, you go, dude, I've been breathing since I was born. I know how to breathe. <laughs> well, go online and see how many people breathe wrong because all the tests will tell you 95% yep. of us wow. is breathing wrong. So just work out the breathing muscles, which actually takes four minutes a day only, and you're going to be gold. Yeah, okay. And this product, you know, one thing I love is 
this product came out of purpose, right? A lot of time, some of the best inventions, the best products, the best businesses are because you find a gap in the marketplace or you realize there's a need for this and it's an area that you can tap into and maybe create something that will change like and impact that part of the industry or the part of the world. So for, I would love to hear some of the business challenges, what you worked through to get, get the product live and to where it is today. Because a lot of people listening to this are, you know, very similar they're starting businesses, they have big ideas, or they're trying to grow that business. No, it's, it's hard. And it's like anything in life, you know, you're going to have a lot of obstacles. Yep. And then uh, what I had was, of course, the people, you know, they got been breeding my entire life. What's that going to do for me? You know, they don't understand it. Then you have to find a great factory. And especially yeah. I made it an American product. Now. I yeah. took my business out of China. Yeah. I went to America because I wanted to support the people over here right. and make it an American product. Well, that the molds, you know, I had yeah. injection molds, one mold. They're still working on that product. Yeah. Boom, that's an investment of $115,000. That's just for one or two trader. Yeah. Then I started realizing, okay, this is going to take a while. So I needed the best in the middle of $115,000 for a backup plan because sure. if that thing is not going to work the way I want it, I need at least to have a backup plan. Yep. 11 months we were sold out. Then wow. COVID hit. Then no, uh, getting materials was going to be very hard. I mean, it's been a nightmare. You have to make sure that it's safe. Yeah, You know, that yep. if somebody by accident bites a piece of it and swallows it, it's safe. Oh, the dog <laughs> bites it and bites a piece of yep. it and eats the thing. It should be safe. So all these things, the the disclaimers, because yeah. you know you will have people yeah, that yeah, do it yeah. in the car yeah. with a really high resistance. They're going to pass out, get it up. I mean, you're going to have to award all these people. It may has to be so solid before you put it on the market sure. because otherwise one little mistake can take it off the market immediately. So again, it's just focusing and most of the time focus on one thing. If you have a plethora, I always say, of d different things, like eight different things need to be increased. Don't focus on those eight things. Pick, yep. the, pay, uh, pick the one that's most important. Focus on that one first. Fix it, then go to the next one. The problem is yep. you want to fix it simultaneously, yep. and then you can pay really attention to the problem, and that, of course, will become a problem. So yeah, that's one of the most sure. yeah, biggest things that I had. Also in America, when I came, somebody screwed me over really bad with the, a boss with his big books of combat. But thankfully, it happened all the way at the beginning. I did read the, the, the small lettering uh, that once he would sell the company, my royalties would be gone. I didn't know that, but yeah. he sold the company yeah. when the book was on the market three days later. Huh. So now I had no royalties, no nothing. Crazy. But, you know, I can sit down and I can be crying. I get, oh, this sure. looking really so bad. Or I can say, this will never happen again. Yeah, exactly. You know, you yep. learned from your mistake. And since yep. that moment, I started just doing everything myself. Yeah. Invest it yourself so it's your product. You're 100% yep. the owner. And now, you know, all the other products that are out there giving me a lot of trouble because they were telling the people, oh, it's not good. It's owning has resistance breathing in, which I knew was the secret. So that's why I have the patent. Okay. Now these people, they want to do business with me. I go, yeah, that ship is still with it. Because you gave me so much crap. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. they tried to... To make it look like this thing was actually not sure. working. And now all the inspiratory muscle training, that's what it is. Well, you yep. go to a published medical website where they have published medical journals yep. and you just push it inspiratory muscle training, see what happens. You're going to have like 2,000 of them and they all support, I mean, not stamina only, asthma, COPD, yep. cystic fibrosis, balance, anxiety, PTSD. I mean, you can go on and on. It's a gift that keeps on giving. I didn't know when I made it. But now I know cool. it, uh, what awesome. it does. And it's really amazing. And yep. only four minutes a day. That's the crazy yep. part as well. Crazy. So, uh, so a few things I love, right, for, for my audience from the business side. 
Um, the partnership side, I always tell people like I've been burnt, lost hundreds of thousands of dollars in bad partnerships. Now, you know, I have great attorneys, uh, great, everything's laser tight. Like you, you learn from those costly mistakes and probably similar to you, you, you're too trusting in the early days. Cause if you're a good person, yep. you think everyone's going to be like you. Right. And I always teach yep. people now, I'm like, Hey, even if you think that that's great. And I mean, you should still believe in goodness in people, but a legal contract just makes it a little safer if anything goes south. Um, and for yep. you, uh, you know, especially once you become famous, well-known, the people trying to take advantage of you just goes up and up, sadly, right? So it's being very careful of that. And then also pushing through and um, realizing, I always tell people, what you think is going to happen in your head, like that journey and path always changes a little, right? Come, bringing your product to life seems way more complicated than when you probably first thought about it. But again, you push through and now you're here today with this uh, and it's unique, right? And uh, I'm excited to keep seeing it growing. And most people would have probably given up along the way or just like you said, they get bored and they change direction, right? And then they have nothing to show for it at the end of the day. Yeah, the thing with me was very simple. Like, if you have been an asthma patient your entire life and you have always a bulky uh, inhaler in your bucket and in three weeks time that inhaler is gone and never came back, you go like, everybody should know sure. about this. Yeah. You know, that's why I kept pushing But for, for 10 years, nothing happened. Then I got a, uh, brought in contact with one of the most renowned, world-renowned breathing experts, Dr. Belize Vredic. Okay. And I went to her office in New York. And uh, the first thing that she did was uh, measuring my chest expansion. Sure. So I already talked about it, chest expansion, that makes sure that your lungs fill up. So I knew what she was doing. Now, they have a breathing IQ. That's what they call it. So 100 breathing IQ is good. Okay. She read out, came back with another doctor because they didn't believe what she was measuring. I have a, a breathing IQ of 181. Wow. 181. They've never seen any numbers like that. By the way, it just got broken by a... a a tuba player, a female okay. tuba player. <laughs> she went over freaking yeah, 200, crazy. so it's crazy. But for a long time, I was holding the record at 181 because my chest expansion was so normal that it's easy for me to breathe. So once you see those things, you know you're doing something good. And once she put it in her book, that's when people stop paying attention. Wow, now yeah. suddenly it was, oh, wait a minute. And once I stopped putting the published medical journals on my website, yep. Yep. now people knew it was not a gimmick. If they say, oh, it's not working, I say, click on the published medical website. I mean, that's 100% proof. That's big pharma can't doctor this. Nobody can do anything mm -hmm. about it. Once they publish that, that's completely independent. That's a published medical journal. So for the people at home, I always say this because I kind of enjoy saying it. If you buy a product that says clinically tested, never buy the product because it does it clinically tested. That's like the dumbest comment they make. What was the result of that? Sure, sure, sure. If it was good, it would have said clinically yeah, yeah. Proven. proven. Then yeah. you want to buy the product. Now, the auto trader is clinically proven yeah. because I have all the published medical journals to back it up. That's awesome. Yeah, wow. Great. I mean, look, I'm, I'm excited to keep seeing that grow in my background. A lot of it is e-commerce. You know, I've ran big $100 million e-commerce brands and uh, I think for, for you, you've, you've found that product market fit, right? You've created something unique. You've got the patents. You've found that little gap in the marketplace from a big, busy, you know, marketplace in the health and wellness and fitness space, right? And I always tell people, you know, I teach a, a bit of a, a diagram when I teach people. It's like, 
A lot of people create boring products that aren't unique. They have no uniqueness to them in a very crowded marketplace. And then if they're not good at marketing, they don't find those unique angles. But I can already, you know, just listening to you as a marketer, I can hear all the unique angles you've established, you've built, you're passionate about them, you believe in them, and you're able to share that passion with the world. And, and I'm excited to see that grow. Uh, this is awesome. Yeah. You know what a, a fun thing is also what you forget once you do a, a job like this, you focus on everything, but you forget the very important thing, which I forgot, is to see if O2 Trader was available. Sure. And it wasn't. Once the O2 Trader <laughs> was, was given ask, its name, yeah, yeah. somebody had O2Trader.com. <laughs> yeah. So now I had to go to that person in Brazil. Thankfully, I have a, a Brazilian friend who negotiated with him wow. and it wasn't too crazy. I was going to maybe ask like you that, how much really that cost. Yeah, because I mean, I have friends that have... Uh, you know, bought and sold and paid millions of dollars for domains, you know? So uh, I, I yep. saw that you had that domain. I'm like, you either got it very early or you paid a lot of money for it. One of the two things. Right? And, and, and that I did also because, you know, people, O2, they make it zero two. Yeah. So I, I also went, I got zero two trainer.com as well, just to make sure for the people who yep. make yep. a taco, yep. they will have the same. Yeah, yeah, we always the, get the like ten, 10 domains for the one domain, right? If people miss a, yeah. miss an S or add an S or whatever that is. So, yeah, I mean, and these are all business lessons, right? And I think I would love maybe just to wrap up today on a few key, uh, you know, a few key tips or, or motivational points for people that are going through business, they're trying to achieve greatness, they're li listening to this today because they like that I think big, I push them to think big. Uh, what are some, you know, some of that winning mindset summaries to, to end today? I would love for you to share. Okay, sorry, but the, the, what, what was the, the question? Because just I lost just what, are, what are some of the, the, the kind of mindset lessons or any final tips to leave people with that are trying to grow their businesses and trying to achieve success in life in general? It's, it's what we talked about, yeah, man. It's, it's really lashing onto something and don't let go. Okay. And you keep on going. I, I, I was very fortunate to do a movie that Here Comes the Boom with Kevin James, Salma yeah. Hayek, and then uh, Henry Winkler, you yeah. know, the Falls yeah. from Happy yeah. Days. Yeah. And he was telling me a good story. And, and, and this, is, this will bring it home for people. He okay. said that he went to, it, it, he was either living in California and he went to four auditions in New York or the other way around. Yep. I don't know that anymore. But he moved away to the other side to do the auditions, probably living in New York sure. and coming for auditions in LA. But it didn't work because he's also, a, he can memorize really well. Nothing worked. Every audition he failed, he failed, he failed. He was driving it up to the airport to go back home. And he got a telephone and they say, you have one more audition for you. He said, I don't want to do it because it never works. He says, please try this one audition because I think... Uh, this can be good for you. Whoa, let me take by this thing. And what do you know? It was uh, the fonts. Wow. And look at him now, yep. you see? And he decided to stop driving to the airport, yep. reschedule his flight, and go back and still do the audition. And it started out with like only two, three lines. It was one of the smallest parts on the show. Hmm. And then he became the biggest guy ever. Everybody knows the fonts, you know? If you yep. now tell a person, oh, oh, don't be like Fonzie. If you ask them if they know where it comes from, they have no idea because they're young. They never saw <laughs> yeah, the yeah, show. Yeah. You see, but that's what I mean. He stuck with it yeah. and he didn't give up. Yeah. There was another book and the, the, it talks about business as well. And it has this big black, uh, like this uh, Japanese uh, painting on it. Sure. A big black straw goes up. And that in the middle, just before it goes up, there was a white dot. And the guy who asked me, uh, who asked me to read the book, the, 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 the writer, 
said, what do you think the white dot is? I said, that's where the people, most of, most of the people give up. Yep. And if you don't, you shoot up. And he yep. goes, how would you know that? I go, because that's how it is. Yeah. If you listen to stories, everybody yep. wants to stop. They don't want to do it anymore. Yep. Okay, one more time. Okay, one more time. Most of the time, that one more time, that's the one. Yep. So always believe that the next time one can be it. And yep. simply do not steer away from it. But if everything goes down the drain, make sure you have a backup sure. plan. So for if it not works out, then you still at least have a backup plan. Yeah, I love that. I think that's a great place to finish. I teach people, you know, after after some dark, there's always a light if, as long as you keep walking, right? And keep stepping yep. forward one step after another. And everyone that's been successful in life, we all have these stories to share. You know, I'm still very young in my career and I know I've got many more failures ahead, but I learned to embrace and drive through those failures, push through the fear, uh, because I know the other side will take my life and my business and my impact to the next level. And you are who you are today because that similar mindset must have existed many, many times over. Uh, and it's just been a privilege to have you today. Uh, so excited for this and, and thank you for giving us your time and sharing all that wisdom. You're very welcome, my friend, and congrats on you. I mean, I love people when they say they're going to do it, and they do it. <laughs> Good. So I'm very convinced that you're going to get the big B yes, before sir. it. It's going to be okay, because it's the mindset. And yep. again, you know, never be satisfied. It can no. always be better. If I'm doing shadow boxing, the only focus is on my footwork. Yep. I there at the planted at the right time when I punch this punch and it needs to be the back foot when the hook should, needs to be two feet on the floor. It's a constant thing. It's never good enough. Yep. You know, and if you just think like that with everything you do, yep. that's no other way that you're going to succeed. It has to yep. be. There you go. You guys heard it yourself. Be the best. Strive to be the best in everything you do and never give up. Thank you again. And we'll speak to you very, very soon. Take care, everyone, and tune back in for the next episode coming up. Thanks.